on sponsorship. When I got to AA, I was out of answers. Having a sponsor was among the first steps for me in acknowledging that I needed help. The relationship that has since developed with that individual is just simply priceless. Having someone know everything about me and being able to gently guide me with applying the principles of the program is truly a gift. Well, hello, friends of Bill W. and other friends. You have landed on Sober Speak. My name is John M. I am an alcoholic, and we are glad you're all here, especially newcomers. Newcomers, that is, both to recovery as a whole and newcomers to this podcast. Sober Speak is a podcast about recovery centered around the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. My job here on Sober Speak is simple. My job is to provide a platform to the amazing stories of recovery all around us. Consider Sober Speak, if you will, your meeting between meetings. Please remember, we do not speak for AA or any 12 step community. We represent only ourselves. We are here to share our experience, strength, and hope with those who wish to come along for the ride. Take what you want and leave the rest at the curb for the trash man to pick up. Hola, mi amigos, mi amigas, uh, madres, padres, brothers and sisters. Is that hermanas and hermanos? Did I get that right? Welcome to episode number 166 of Sober Speak. That was the voice of Christina that you heard at the beginning of this episode, but there are many more voices coming. I will explain in just a moment. But first things first, this here, episode number 166 on sponsorship, is brought to you by Marcos and Trudy and Gerhard. Do you know what Marcos and Trudy and Gerhard did? Well, let me... Fill you in, just in case you are a new listener. They went to our website, SoberSpeak.com. They clicked on the Donate tab, and they made a, a contribution. Thank you so much, Marcos and Trudy and Gerhard. This episode is coming right out to ya. Right out to ya. To ya. I just like saying that word for whatever reason. To ya. I guess that's uh, two words, actually. But nonetheless... By the time you hear this, I'm recording it before Christmas is concluded, just because I want to be able to focus on uh, Christmas uh, later this week. But by the time you hear this, uh, Christmas and all the other holidays, I'm assuming, right? Hanukkah, uh, Kwanzaa, uh, which ones am I missing? I I don't know, but I'm sure I'm missing something. I'm not trying to offend anybody. I I can't remember them off the top of my head. But all those various holidays will most likely be over. But I do want to say this. I do notice every holiday that on Instagram and Facebook, and I don't spend a lot of time there, but I do know that there are a lot of very pretty pictures with a lot of very pretty people looking like they're having a great time sitting around some 
kitchen table or something like that. And I know there are a lot of people having a good time, and I think that is fantastic. And I know that in recovery, we kind of learn to hopefully have a good time with our family and or friends. Um, But... If you're not one of those, do not be fooled. Just because you see the pretty pictures does not mean it is all going well every single time, right? We all have our struggles, and we all go up and down, and we all have fam- family struggles, we all have friends' struggles, the whole nine yards. So you are not alone if you are struggling at this time of year. God bless you. I... John M. will be the chairperson for this meeting between meetings, and I am truly honored and privileged to serve all of you listening in. So take a seat, if you will, around this virtual holiday table, and let's get started. This will be the last episode of the year that you hear uh, from me in uh, 2020. And 2020 has been one for the books, has it not? But we um, will carry onward. And you know, in a lot of ways, this I, I know that there's been a lot of things that have been uh, controversial and sad things that have gone on this year, but there have been many blessings in my life this year. And, and I hope that you have had some as well. And this is also the three-year anniversary of Sober Speak. It was at this time, three years ago, 2017, that me and my wife went to, and this is unplanned. And see, this is kind of the thing that I kind of talk about. Like, I go, well, should I talk about this? Or, or actually, I wasn't even thinking about it, but it's unplanned. And so now you just get to hear a little bit of gibberish from me. But nonetheless, we, my wife and I, the lovely Mrs. M, we went to a Christmas party in December of 2017. Some of you know a bit, bits and pieces of this story, but uh, I'm just going to tell the whole thing here real quick. And, and while I was at that party, there was a gentleman there named Alex, Alex Z. And Alex Z, uh, I knew him from the meetings that I attended, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and Alex Z uh, uh, is one of these guys that would always kind of sit in the back of the room whenever he got called on. He, 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 he uh, shared very briefly and or he just passed. And I, I really liked uh, spending time with Alex, but I didn't know much about him. So me and the lovely Mrs. M cornered him at this party and we said, hey, Alex, can you... Uh, uh, I, you know, I just want to know a little bit about you, you know, where you're from, you know, what about your family, all that kind of stuff. And, and Alex started telling us his story and it turned out that, well, he, he was or is from Iran. He had been in Iran back with the, uh, Iranian hostage crisis when he was a kid and his, his father had had to smuggle them out of the country, and, and because and anyway, he had to smuggle them out of the country because they were letting nobody out, and it was like a big ruse to get them from Iran to Germany. And then once they got to Germany, they didn't really know what to do, and then they had to go from Germany, and they kind of fled over. They they they, they moved over to the United States, and when they got to the United States. 
um, it, it was just crazy what all happened to him in LA. And, and we started talking about how in Iran, they, they don't really have Alcoholics Anonymous because drinking is illegal and they don't recognize it, but they do have Narcotics Anonymous because everybody's on opium and all that kind of stuff. And so anyway, it was just this incredible story. And so I started thinking to myself, self, and I couldn't let it go for like a few days. I go, how do I get somebody like Alex and get their story heard by the masses? And I couldn't let it go. And then one night um, uh, I was about to fall asleep and in my head, um, the word podcast came to mind and I go, podcast, I know nothing about podcasts. And I thought, is this what I'm supposed to do? Should And, and once again, I just couldn't let it go. And I went to the lovely Mrs. M and I said, Shanna, will you do me a favor? If, if I want to publish something on the internet, I would need a website to do something like this. I think, would you be able to build me a website to where I'd have someplace to put this to where somebody could hear Alex's story? And so I started looking into that. And in, in January sometime, I think maybe I got one at the end of the year, but, uh, I, and I remember getting one out, like took me like, oh, so much work. It was brutal. I couldn't even <laughs> believe it. And then somebody, a uh, Chris, actually, who's been on the podcast before, he uh, asked me uh, if I could do like, he or he suggested that I do one a week. And I was like, one a week? Are you kidding me? Do you know what it was like to get out just one of these? But as as I got doing it more and more, I got a little bit more efficient at it. And uh, anyway, Alex was not actually my first episode. I actually couldn't get a hold of Alex soon enough. And so I grabbed a guy in the meeting that was visiting from India. His name was Mike, Mumbai Mike, I called him. And uh, we, I, I took him after a meeting and I said, hey, I've got this little mic at home and I'm not really sure what I'm doing, but I want to record an episode and possibly get it out there. And he came over, he recorded that. I got Alex on episode number two, but Mumbai Mike was my first episode. Alex Z, um, he used to say he, he read the, uh, the Persian version of of the big book. And I just, just absolutely love that. So anyway, we finally got Alex recorded. And uh, so anyway, what I'm saying is that was three years ago this week. And lo and behold, I had no idea this podcast was going to become uh, a huge part of my life, uh, a huge part of my family's life. And uh, I'm so grateful for you guys. So happy new year. I'm going to play a really special version of Auld Lang Syne at the end of this episode. But what, what does Auld Lang Syne mean? I've never looked it up. I just know I sing it every year and I'm sure somebody out there knows what it means. And I'm sure all I got to do is click on Google and say, uh, hey, Google, what? Oh, I got to be careful here that my phone doesn't go off. That's <laughs> what I say. <laughs> hey, Google, it starts talking back to me. But nonetheless, I uh, will play a special version of Auld Lang Syne by Wendy Child. It's just, I just absolutely love how she sings it. It'll be on the very back end of this episode. But nonetheless, so this will be the last episode of the year 2020. And uh, what a year it has been. And you know, and this is another kind of side note here. All right. So 
I've noticed that around this time of year that the numbers, the download numbers, you know, people listening to the podcast actually drops a little, probably 10 or 15%. But then you know what happens when January hits? It And this has happened the last two years. It spikes back up incredibly. So, you know, that's kind of good news, bad news. It's funny in a way and not funny in another way, because I know that guys like me will take a when I'm in my cups, when I'm in my disease, if you will, I will take a break from, I will take a respite from recovery and just say, well, you know what? I screwed up the beginning of December. I'm just going to ride this thing out through the end of December and then I'll pick it back up. Now, that's kind of funny, but it's not funny to the families that are having to deal with it, right? And I get that. And and you know, the other thing is, is that it's not always that clean, right? Somebody thinks they're just going to drink through December and then they're going to pick it back up and they're going to start again in January, but it always does not happen like that. Um, so anyway, um, we redesigned the website and uh, we got a new logo. I've been talking about that a little bit. If you want to go to www.soberspeak.com, did I put too many W's in there? But you get the idea. Uh, the reason I want you to go there, number one, is just kind of look at it. I, You know, hey, it's a website. Woo, whoopee, exciting. You know, but but I, I'm so thankful to the lovely Mrs. M and all the work that she has put into making that thing, getting it up and running uh um, I am just most thankful to her, and I would love for you to go look at it. But the other thing that I want you to see on there is that we just published our first blog, B-L-O-G blog, and the blog came in from Re- Rebecca. She's one of our Kiwis out of there in the New Zealand area listening in. And she took one of Bill C's episode and she basically wrote a long summary of it and, you know, what she thought of it and how it impacted her the whole nine yards. And we put that out on the website, right? So go out there and read Rebecca's blog. I think it's great. And some of you I know are going to do better with notes and, and, and reading than you are with uh, listening. I'm kind of a more of the audio guy. Like I listen to books on audio. Uh, and, uh, but a lot of you are going to do better with the reading of it. And if there's any of you out there also who would like to participate in this, basically taking the content that is already created, one of our episodes, and writing a, a, a summary or a blog regarding what the speaker said, didn't say, you know, just pick out an episode that means a lot to you and, and you can sign your name to it. Uh, you know, just put your first name and your last initial, tell people where you're from, and we will put it out there on the website. We would absolutely love you to do that. This, ladies and gentlemen, is an episode where I am, uh, what would you call it, swimming outside my own lane, coloring outside the lines, if you will, let's just say I'm thinking outside the box. Okay, so this episode is all about sponsorship. So, what I've been meaning to do for quite some time is record an episode that included you, yes, the people 
that are listening in on Sober Speak. In fact, I'm going to call this, I think, I was kind of playing around with some some titles for these type episodes, and I think I came up with one, Let the Sober Speak. Oh, no, 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 excuse me. Let the people sober speak. I think that's what I'm going for. It could be let the people speak, let the people be heard, uh, let the mass. I, anyway, I, I was just thinking about a few of them. I think, by, and you, it may be different by the time I actually release this episode, but I think I'm going with let the people sober speak. Get it? Like, let the people speak, let the people Sober speak. So anyway, that is what I am planning on doing. And what this is, is a, uh, what do you call it? A, a compilation, a, uh, hold on just a second. My, yes, son, you were, yes, what can I do for you? My dinner's ready. Well, then I will be right down. Come here, come here for a second. Your, your voice is said, so come here, just come step right up to the mic and say, uh, hi, everybody. Put your mouth near there. Hi, everybody. There you go. <laughs> Say, dinner's ready for dad. He's got to get down there. Dinner's ready for dad, and he has to get down there. Thank you very much. I love you, buddy. I'll be down there in just a second, okay? <laughs> Ooh, somebody sneezed down there. All right, so we have all kinds of things going on here, but nonetheless, where was I? Where was I? Oh, this episode is a compilation of probably a 20, 25 different voices. And I may do something like this in the future. So let me tell you what I did. I sent out an email to a group of folks, mainly the speakers who have been on and some other folks that I knew as well. I sent out an email to them and I said, here is a link. All they had to do was click on the link and they had 90 seconds to record whatever they would like regarding the uh, the subject of sponsorship. And what I'm thinking about doing in the in the future, though, is that if you're not on my email list and you would like to be included on this, email me at john, J-O-H-N, at soberspeak.com, and I will get you included on that list. And what I'm thinking about doing in the future is sending this out to everybody on my email list saying, here's a link, here's a topic, record whatever you want to say within, and I'll probably take it from 90 seconds up to five minutes. Uh, and believe it or not, I don't really have with this particular software tool. I don't have a, a choice that I, it has to be 90 seconds or five minutes. I can't put it at like three or anything like that, but I will open it up and let people record for like uh, five minutes. Um, and you can bloviate. Is that a word? You can talk about that subject uh, for five minutes and say whatever you want to say, and we will feature you, yes, you, the people on Sober Speak. Let me know if that uh, sounds like a good idea, if you'd like to be involved in something like that. You can always drive me a john at SoberSpeak.com. And then all I will do is take all the little snippets, the little five-minute snippets, and just put them into one episode. Or, the you know, it could be two minutes, three minutes, 90 seconds, whatever you want to do in terms of time. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being with me while I swim outside my own lane. While I think outside the box, while I color outside the lines, I really appreciate you hanging in there with me for this journey. Now, you know what? I have to go eat dinner and we will have plenty. Oh, believe me, there's plenty. Oh, listener feedback at the end of this sponsorship episode. Enjoy all the voices that you hear.
Hello, I am Matthew M. I am sober since May 16th, 1993, and I currently live in Santa Paula, California. Sponsorship has been key to my recovery and my spiritual growth, both having a sponsor and being a sponsor. Some people say to me at conferences and after workshops that sponsorship is not in the big book. That is absolutely not true. In the doctor's opinion, the very first part of the big book, it says, Later, the man asked, requested the privilege to share his story with other people, the privilege to carry the message. And it is a privilege. Also, in Bill's story, it says, my friend had emphasized the absolute necessity of demonstrating these principles in all my affairs. Particularly was it imperative to work with others as he had worked with me. And that's right after Ebby works the steps with Bill. Sponsorship is squarely in the big book. What I have learned through sponsorship is that my ideas for me are not always the best. And when I take him to someone who loves me and who knows everything about me, i.e. my sponsor, Bill C., I get wisdom and objectivity. I've also learned to love people through sponsorship, people that I didn't care for when I first met them. That is a huge spiritual lesson because it teaches me about my character defects. God never brings two people together to help just one of them. Never. Hello, this is Vanessa Sanford from Frisco, Texas, episode 62. Title of the episode I was on was Breathe In Resilience, Breathe Out Shame. I'm here to reach out um, for support and sponsorship for this amazing, impactful, and powerful podcast that reaches so many hearts, so many that deserve to feel heard and seen and supported and loved and know that they're not alone. The meeting in between the meeting where you can take your armor off and tell the truth. It makes me think of this poem called Witness by a friend of mine named Marshall Lyles. He calls out the role of a witness, a witness that doesn't have any responsibilities or agency to support, but can judge and say things and and think things about somebody in pain or leaning into some courage. And the call to support and sponsorship is to transition from a witness into the role of an ally, advocate, neighbor, friend, upstander, to lean into the us instead of the divisive them, and link support in the giving and the receiving of health and help. This, my friends, is how we heal together. I'm Bob Bell. I'm episode number 39. I can quit anytime I want. I live in Carrollton, Texas in the United States. My sobriety date is September the 5th, 1984. Sponsorship is accountability to me. It gives me someone to be accountable to at my group. It's important for me to have a sponsor at my group so he can see me on a regular basis and I can see him. I always tell people I don't have to call my sponsor during the week. I see him two or three times a week at meetings. Our primary purpose in Alcoholics Anonymous is to stay sober and to help other alcoholics achieve sobriety. I don't see how you can do that without coming to meetings on a regular basis, having a sponsor, and sponsoring people. In short, if you don't have a sponsor, get one. Thank you. Hi, this is Clay D. from uh, McKinney, Texas. And my thoughts on sponsor are just to pass on to you what was given to me. I was blessed with what I consider the most 
wonderful sponsor a, a, a newcomer or a person could ever have. He was the first sponsor I had and the only sponsor I had for the first 42 years of the 46 years I've been sober. Uh, to start off with, and, I, and I'm only going to share with you what he taught me. Uh, I will not sponsor anybody that isn't willing to do the third step prayer with me. Uh, the second thing that uh, he taught me is if it can't be reconciled in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, then it isn't real and it isn't uh, what a newcomer should have. Uh, he led me through the steps exactly the way they're outlined in the first 164 pages of, of our big book. Um, he, uh, he taught me that uh, uh, sponsorship is all about me staying sober not getting you sober, whoever you are. Uh, I can't take credit for anybody's uh, sobriety, and I damn sure won't take credit for anybody's getting drunk. Um, we can't keep this thing unless we give it away. That's very clear. And that's the bottom line about sponsorship as far as I'm concerned. This is Jimmy D. from Dallas, Texas. First of all, I want to thank sober speak for the opportunity to uh, spend just a minute and talk about one of uh, what I believe to be an essential essential principle of Alcoholics Anonymous and that's the principle of sponsorship uh, and uh, and I know that those of us who have availed ourselves of having a sponsor and being a sponsor uh, have uh, have been given the uh, examples and uh, and rich opportunities that I would certainly not have uh, availed of uh, left to my own devices. Uh, I also know that good counsel, good objective counsel from a sponsor who is not emotionally involved in my stuff uh, has, uh, has enhanced my recovery beyond measure. Bill told us that uh, believing that we were uh, divinely inspired uh, could qualify all manner of nonsense, and I can do that. Uh, and so I am uh, I'm grateful and thankful uh, for the opportunity to share with you today. Accountability, availability, responsibility, and respectability. I've learned all those from a sponsor in Alcoholics Anonymous. Hey, John, Rick W. here. So thoughts on sponsorship? Well, you guys told me when I first got here to get one. So I thought, Nah, I can do this on my own. But you kept nagging at me. So I heard about this thing called a temporary sponsor. And I thought, all right, now that's the ticket. No real commitment. <laughs> but then I got a man who was willing to walk me through the first 164 and really teach me how to take the steps, how to learn the principle, the spiritual principles, and how to learn about how to put our, our program into action in my own life. The other really important part of sponsorship for this alcoholic is the accountability piece. My sponsor holds me accountable to spiritual principles, and I am truly grateful for that. And lastly, the opportunity to sponsor someone is one of the greatest gifts I've ever been given. My recovery is vastly different through my giving it away. So sponsorship, immensely important in this alcoholic's life. I hope that helps, my friend. Have a great day. God bless. Hi, this is David, alcoholic. On September 15th, 1993, 
I was standing in the lobby of my AA group, and one more time I had destroyed everything and had nothing left. And I decided that that day I was going to ask one of those big book thumpers to show me how to work the 12 steps. The first one that walked through the door was a guy named Clovis. And I asked him if he'd show me how to work the steps, and he immediately gave me instructions. He told me to get, a, get my big book, highlight certain things, write certain things in a spiral, and meet him there on Friday. When he did that, I wasn't one who really liked assignments, but I did what he told me because I knew that if I didn't do something different, I was going to die. And from that day forward, my desire to drink or drug has completely gone away. And the relationship I developed with Clovis was completely based on working the 12 steps from the big book. And I've spoken a lot on Sober Speak about what's happened to me since then. And it all began with that honesty and open-mindedness that I was able to have with Clovis. He never made me feel less than. He never made me feel judged. He always took me to a place of solution. And he always made, made me see that my life could be okay. Maybe not perfect, maybe not even wonderful, but okay. And so far, it's been many, many things, but I've always been able to stay sober. Good morning, John. This is Chip Bowdrin, alcoholic, sober since the 22nd of November, 1987. My home group is Busters for Sobriety in the Little Fishing Village of Destin, Florida. And thank you for asking me to participate in the little sponsorship snippets. I can remember the first time I was ever asked to sponsor somebody. You know, it kind of drove me crazy because I was sitting there wondering, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? So I ran to my sponsor, the old timer, and uh, he said, well, just show them what you've learned in the big book in the literature of Alcoholics Anonymous. So not wanting to define that statement, I ran like crazy all the way back over to where my uh, the inner group was, and I bought every single piece of literature. And I called this guy up and I said, meet me at McDonald's. We're going to an hour before the meeting. And I'll talk to you about this sponsorship thing. And so uh, he met me there and I had, it looked like an AA library, like it, like it was a mausoleum. I had every piece of literature laid out on the, on the booth table. <laughs> and I said, we're going through every bit of this stuff. And I basically 12 stomped the guy. And, uh, and I, th I used to say when I talked, I said, you know, from that day till this, I've never seen that man drink again. Well, the problem is I've never seen him sober again either. I gave him an AA enema and I think he ran like hell. So it's, you know, these are the fun things that we learn as we go through and we earn our stripes. I always tell people, you know, look at these wrinkles. This is not, this is not old age. This is scar tissue from sponsoring people and trying to get it right. Thank you very much. Love you guys. My name is Christina H and I'm an alcoholic from Frisco, Texas. My sobriety date is February 27th, 2002, and I'm on episode 19 of Sober Speak. On sponsorship, when I got to AA, I was out of answers. Having a sponsor was among the first steps for me in acknowledging that I needed help. The relationship that has since developed with that individual is just simply priceless. Having someone know everything about me and being able to gently guide me with applying the principles of the program is truly a gift. I credit that relationship with keeping me sober for almost 19 years. It was hard and it was scary at first to reach out and ask for help, but once I did it from this individual, things have never been the same. Hey everyone, my name is Jared M. from Frisco, Texas. Episode 163, Life Can Change in the Blink of an Eye. and I was asked to uh, 
give a few words on sponsorship and the 12th step of Alcoholics Anonymous. And um, I remember someone saying uh, when I first came in the rooms that, you know, we keep what we have by giving it away. And I cannot emphasize enough the importance of uh, carrying this message uh, to a newcomer, to another alcoholic. And, you know, if you're wondering how do I pick a sponsor, um, for me, it's it's two simple questions. One, I ask them, do you have a sponsor? And do you work the steps out of the big book? And uh, that's pretty much it. It's pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward. And, you know, I wouldn't be speaking to you right now if someone hadn't taken their time and, and carried the message to me. And so, you know, th- that is the debt. And that is what I feel I owe this program. And, um, you know, I'm truly, truly grateful. And just remember that we are not responsible for our sponsees' successes or failures because um, it's completely up to them. If they do the work, they will get the results. And if they don't, well, they won't. So appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, it's Maria again. I wanted to share one more nugget about sponsorship that I think is really important because when I first started sponsoring people, I was so excited that, first of all, they thought I was even qualified to sponsor somebody. Um, And my sponsor had me working with with newcomers pretty early on, even before I had completely finished all the steps, which may or may not be correct. But that's what happened because people started asking me to sponsor them. Um, And when they would relapse... I almost took it personally. I kept thinking that, well, if I had just done this or if I had just done that or if I had been a better sponsor, then they wouldn't have relapsed. And my heart was a little bit broken each and every time that the program or they they didn't stick to their program. Um, And my sponsor took me aside and and she knew I was getting upset. And she said, number one, you are playing God. That is not your role. You are just to share your experience, strength and hope with somebody and take them through the steps. And secondly, you can't take credit when somebody gets sober and you also can't take responsibility when they don't. That is up to God and how he is going to direct them. Hey, John, Buddy C from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I think I was your guest on episodes 46, talking about Taoism, and then episode 159, talking about sober meditations. Uh, Sponsorship. Sponsorship for me is just another step in my process of surrendering and turning my will and my life over to the care of God. Um, I have a sponsor. My sponsor has a sponsor. I will always have sponsors. Uh, I have an AA sponsor. I have uh, spiritual advisors. Uh, I sometimes talk about things with sponsees that some people would talk with a sponsor about. So the line gets a little muddy sometimes, but it really helps me to surrender, helps me uh, to be honest with another person and get those thoughts out of my head and get them out. And when I share them with someone else, it causes uh, a lot of the power to leave whatever it is that I'm sharing, like a fifth step. So that's how I approach it. Thanks. Have a great day. I am an alcoholic, Gary Kay. 
thankful for a sobriety date, new life, July 25th, 1994, Sulphur Springs, Texas. Thank God for sponsorship. Among other things, my first sponsor gave me a simple little list of six things to do each day out of the big book. And I would call him up early on and say he, she, they, it, or them, and I'd want to go into the back story and he'd say, Gary, did you do 86 to 88 this morning? I'd say no, and he'd say, well, there's a problem. Now, that's oversimplifying it, but over 11 months, he gave me basic introduction to the tools of recovery in our big book. And I did those most days. Now, thank God for people to sponsor it. 11 months, I got a sponsee. I knew about a program that worked because my sponsor had given it to me. That's the same instructions and experience I shared with my new people. And because I can't ask people to do what I don't do every day for the last 25 years and some months, I've been doing those same simple six things that I ask them to do. The grace of God works with us. Hey, guys, this is Ray R. out here in uh, Atascadero, California. Sobriety date, uh, September 22nd, 1991. And uh, I was on episode 11 of John's Great Sober Speak. Um, so sponsorship. Well, um, in early sobriety, I went to a meeting in Glendora, California called the Young Rockers. And it was a super loud group of young guys with, you know, ACDC blasting in the background and everything. It was a lot of fun. But um, And there was like too much crosstalk. But there was a cat named Bob that uh, whenever he spoke, everybody got quiet and listened. So I figured he'd be a good sponsor. I asked him. He said, yeah. Um, you know, what was important to me and uh, what I passed on to my uh, sponsees is, you know, you need someone who's going to take you through the steps. You need someone who you can trust. Because, uh, you're going to be giving them some information that you may not have ever shared with anybody. Um, you probably want someone with some time and sobriety, you know, depending on um, where you're at. Um, and someone who, you know, goes to a lot of meetings and works a good program for me, um, all those things were important. And, uh, I try to do that with my sponsees. Uh, good luck to you guys. Get a sponsor and get through the steps. All right. Rock on. Greg S Riverside, California. <clears throat> my ideas of sponsorship. Uh, I can always refer to page 18. In the big book where it says that the man that is ha the man that is making the approaches had the same difficulty that he has a real answer that he is a man with a real answer that he has had the same difficulty seeing in that in itself with page 52 talking about the bedevilments um, being properly armed with facts about myself is not really about facts about the book it's about things that I've had with my experiences going through the 12 steps. What makes a good sponsor is, is honesty in my experience and sharing experience, strength, and hope. Not necessarily quoting facts about the book, but what has happened through experiences like, like completing a set of amends or going through into step 10 and 11, what happened with, through there or what my experience is with step one and how I take a sponsor through and my experience with it and trying to explain to them and see them light up. Um, thank you again. 
So sponsorship uh, to me is a essential ingredient of uh, my recovery, and I think everyone else in AA. Um, when we come in, we need guidance in this program to go through the steps and to have someone who's already done it uh, is very helpful. Uh, as a sponsor, um, it's uh, very helpful to me. Um, it helps my recovery. It gets my mind off myself and onto others. So it's good service work, makes me feel good about myself, and uh, contributes toward my recovery. Um, I've made um, some awfully good friends in Alcoholics Anonymous, and uh, some of them uh, were sponsees. And that's important to me, uh, to have friends. The um, whole idea of sponsoring is part of the fellowship of um, Alcoholics Anonymous, getting to know each other on a deep level and helping each other to um, stay so get sober, stay sober, and hopefully be happy, joyous, and free. Um, so um, I just can't say enough about sponsorship. It's an integral part of the John B. from Philadelphia. Sponsorship. You have to find a sponsor that is working this program in all areas of their lives. Um, there's a lot of people who are out there that have mass and that say they're doing one thing and doing the complete opposite. My experience, I have number of experiences with this. Um, but today I can honestly say that I have a great sponsor. He is the reason why I have my career today, and I have a lot of gratitude for him. And I'm not sure, you know, we haven't really had a uh, a relationship, I guess, I, um, friendship, I guess. We're still starting to get to know each other. I'm working the steps now. Um, I just had to highlight the first 64. But other than that, um, it's very important, very, very important to find a sponsor. ASAP as soon as possible. Thank you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Hey, this is Megan P from episode 57. Recovery provides everything that alcohol promised. And in regards to sponsorship, when I was working the steps with my sponsor, as I got closer and closer to step 12, which is, um, you know, involves sponsoring other people, I started to get very nervous because I thought, how am I going to impart, you know, wisdom to others? And how am I going to fix their problems? And so I had the wrong idea about sponsorship, um, which caused me a great deal of anxiety when I was approaching that um, part of my journey. So um, what by going to meetings and listening to others, I discovered that sponsorship is not um, solving other people's problems. Sponsorship is guiding people through the steps and pointing them back towards uh, the book and the program, the first 164 pages of our big book, Alcoholics Anonymous. And when I kind of stuck to that, and when I just would tell people, um, would give guidance and suggestions only based on the first 164 pages of our big book, then that job became a lot easier and I didn't feel as much pressure. 
So um, that really helped me just kind of keeping myself immersed in meetings, solution, and the big book, and helping other people with that as well. John, Jessica, I am thrilled that you're doing this. And uh, my message to anybody new would be you're not alone. Talk to us, reach out, follow us around. That's what I did. Um, I look forward to talking to uh, to anybody on the um, especially uh, you know in these times with this kind of medium. Talk to you soon. Having a sponsor is like having gas in your car to go from point A to point B. We admit it, we were powerless over alcohol, cannot be done by oneself. Uh, it takes two of us to keep one of us sober, and a sponsor is a good way to go about learning what that means. Thank you. My hat's off to all of you who took time out of your schedule to record a little snippet, a little piece of wisdom, a little pearl of wisdom, if you will, to share with all of the folks listening in on the first ever version of Let the People Sober Speak, or whatever I end up calling this in the future. As a quick reminder, when you get through all of the listener feedback, we will have Wendy Childs singing all Lang sign on the back of this episode. And by the way, speaking of the end of this episode, I know that just a moment ago, or not just a moment ago, but on the beginning of this episode, you may have heard that I was going to eat dinner. Well, I have eaten dinner. And now I am back up and we are recording the tail end of this particular episode. So here we are. And by the way, it was uh, the lovely Mrs. M. She fixed, uh, what did she fix? Uh, oh, it was uh, like a, oh, kind of a, a, like an Asian type of dish. Uh, it was really good with some bread. And uh, anyway, it was, it was really good. Uh, I'm, I'm really full and uh, I am appreciative of that. And, you know, quite honestly, she's, you know, she's a little bit moody, but don't tell her I said that. Okay. I don't know what's going on today, but you know how it goes. And anyway, I get the same way myself. On <laughs> to listener feedback, Rachel DMs. On the Instagram, she says, Hi, John, I found your podcast on Stitcher, and I absolutely love it. Praying hands. I love listening while I'm making dinner, or driving, or walking, or doing chores. Big smiley face. Your guests say so many things that hit my heart. I am nine and a half months sober, and their words and your words are improving the quality of my sobriety daily. Thank you for all you do. Well, how sweet, Rachel. Congratulations on your nine and one half mesas. Notice how I slid in one of the few Spanish words I know there. I think, no, oh, is mesa week or month? I think it's, I think mesa is a month, if I'm not mistaken. Nonetheless, Katie B writes in. She says, Hi, John. Um, I'm in the Facebook group and thank you. I found your, by the way, uh, for those of you who want to be in the secret Facebook group, send me your email associated with your Facebook account to John, J O H N, at soberspeak.com. 
com. She says, hi, John. Uh, I found your podcast through the recovery show. Spencer posted the interview you did with him and his wife. It was just what I needed to hear as I discovered that my loved one had began using again. Oh, man. I, uh, in particular, I resonate with David G, Bill C, and Matthew M. I am doing step work in my Al-Anon program, and surrender is a key part to the healing. I've had to surrender my, quote, perceived control over my loved one and his addiction, and my more general tendency to fix, manage, and control. Reno John's most recent episode, quote, Expect a Miracle, has helped me tremendously with my third step. It changed my perspective on my higher power, has worked in my life. The right people have been placed in my path over and over throughout my life, but in particular over the last year of my recovery. I needed someone to point out in their own experience to recognize it in mine. I started listening to understand my alcoholic and addicted loved ones, but also found healing for myself along the way. Thank you so much for your service. Katie B in Chicago, Illinois. Well, Katie B, thank you. I really, I, I love the so many al listen to this program and I so much enjoy hearing from you. Francisco writes in. I wonder if he, he uh, I wonder if uh, his first name is San. Get a San Francisco. Gosh, that was really bad. I mean, that was horrible. That was like at the depths of the humor chart. I am so sorry, Francisco. Anyway, Francisco writes in. He says, Hi, my name is uh, Francisco and I'm from Costa Rica. All I can tell you is that your podcast is now a daily routine for me. It helps me to keep sober one more day. Well, Francisco, you're helping me to keep sober one more day, my friend. It's amazing all the people that I have heard. All their experiences help me to go through one more day. Thank you, and God bless you, and thank you, Francisco, and I'm sorry for whatever uh, little sense of humor I have regarding your name, but I really do appreciate you writing in from Costa Rica. Troy writes in, he says, hi, John, I live in Princeton, Minnesota. I found your podcast searching for recovery tools. After listening to many episodes, I know I will need help. Thank you for all you do. Please keep it up, Troy P. Well, thank you, Troy. Appreciate you writing in, my friend. Misha writes in and he says, Hi, John. I love sober speak and feel like you are truly one of the channels I use to stay sober as I travel the road of early sobriety. Oh, that's really cool, Misha. I have been sober for two years coming this next Wednesday, God willing. My favorite speakers are Brenda J. and David G. I heard uh, Brenda J. and then David G. I heard early on and fell in love with their message and the interview you did with them. I've been hooked ever since. I don't think there are many of your podcasts left that I haven't heard. I drive 30 minutes to work one way. I listen to a podcast every morning and I share with whoever will listen about the benefits of your podcast. Keep doing what you're doing. I truly believe you are helping to change people's lives. Love and appreciation, Misha. 
Well, thank you, Michelle. We're all in this together. Uh, We're all changing people's lives. And like Bill C. says on a couple of his episodes, it's amazing when you think about the, the, uh, the the organizations of Alcoholics Anonymous, Al-Anon, and all the other uh, 12-step programs out there, God uses those things to save lives. And the mechanism, as Bill C. says, that he uses to save those lives are you and me. Isn't that incredible to think about? Um, it, it, it just blows my mind. But thank you so much, Misha. Anna writes in from Sweden. She says, hi, John. Thanks again for your podcast. I listened to the medication, it's not medication, the meditation guy today. She says, I'm awful with names and I liked it a lot. Well, Anna from Sweden, that is Buddy C who you're referring to. Anyway, she says, I would love to join the Facebook group. I was laughing really hard as well, though, at you Americans, when you always get confused around the countries of Sweden <laughs> and Switzerland. <laughs> yes, we do, those stupid Americans. <laughs> big smiley face. And then she says, and Santa Claus is from Finland, which is close to Sweden. What? Why? You know, I did not know Santa Claus was from Finland. That is so good to know. Anyway, she says, I wish you had, I wish you had, I think she's saying, I hope you have a, a great end of 2020 and a Merry Christmas. Best regards, Anna from Sweden. Well, thank you very much, Anna from Sweden. It is so appreciative. Uh, I'm so appreciative that you guys in Sweden are listening in to me and our guest, and thank you for writing in. Melissa writes in, and she says, John, my sobriety date is 523 of 2018. I live in Lexington, Kentucky. I am in the car a lot for, for work driving to and from places. And I was listening to Joe and Charlie, and I thought it would be a great change-up uh, uh, to find something else, and I came across your podcast. I've heard so many people, and I absolutely love Angie B. Angie, I actually got the pleasure to meet her at a conference in Carrollton, Kentucky. So that was amazing. I found your podcast on Spotify, and I would love to be part of the Super Secret Facebook group. As you know, Melissa, we got you out that invite. I think it is amazing what you're doing, so please keep up the good work. Sending all of my love from Kentucky, Melissa C. will love right back at you, Melissa C., and uh, I'm glad we can be a part of your journey. Jeff writes in, and Jeff says, I am new to podcasts, and I was research- and I was just searching AA-related stuff on a whim when I found you. Well, we're a match made in heaven. We're like, you know that commercial, Jeff, where you have the peanut butter and the chocolate walking down the road, and they just, they, they meet each other, and then they become, I think it's Reese's Pieces or Reese's uh, Buttercups or something like that. That's like me and you, Jeff. We just ran across each other, and I'm so glad we did. Anyway, he says, uh, I've only listened to a few so far, but I plan to dive in. I enjoyed one of the older ones with Reno John recently. What an old soul. 
I have been in and out of recovery for 13 years now, with the last year or so being the hardest. Several hard slips, followed by lengths of sobriety, then repeat. That said, I'm back on the Zoom rooms and searching for new resources like podcasts to widen the aperture. Ooh, aperture. Oh, I like that word, Jeff. Very good. Widen the aperture. I'm not even sure I know what it means, but I may start using it on a regular basis and just see if other people can pick up on it. Anyway, he says, right now, I listen from Washington, D.C., but will be transitioning to the Huntsville, Alabama area soon. That's quite a That's quite a move, D.C. to Huntsville, Alabama. But anyway, he says, originally from Tennessee, but I've lived all over with the government. Thanks again, Jeff P. Well, thank you, Jeff. Marcos writes in, and Marcos is from Puerto Rico. And Marcos says, hey, John, I came up on your podcast through Transitions Daily, I believe, and it's become a regular weekly tool for my sobriety here in the Caribbean island of Puerto Rico. And yes, I am one of the Spanish speakings Amigos de Bill <laughs> W. And then he, okay, so here's what he's talking about. On a, on a recent episode, I tried to pronounce Bill W using uh, uh, my, my Spanish skills. And, and, I, and I called it Bill, and I couldn't remember what W was off the top of my head, but it looks like, and he is telling me here, doble O. Oh, Bill W, doble O. So, so anyway, yeah, and I'm one of the Spanish speaking amigos de Bill doble O. <laughs> Friends of Bill W. You mentioned in the latest episodes. <laughs> Thank you for helping me out there, Marcos. So here is a little help as how to pronounce the W in Bill W. I hope it works. Well, I hope it works too. I think it just worked, Marcos, but who knows? You know, you're talking about me. Uh, you are giving wonderful directions. I'm talking about me following the proper directions. Anyway, he says, I couldn't be more grateful for your service, your amazing interview skills, your fabulous sense of humor, especially when you insert your Spanish words and phrases here and there. Keep it up. You're doing a great service on every episode, big smiley face. But most importantly, you make us, the Spanish-speaking sobriety fellows, feel welcome as well. Well, that warms my heart, Marcos. I am so glad that uh, I can make you feel welcome by bastardizing the language. (laughs) I'm trying, my friend. I'm trying. Every once in a while, you my my, uh, daughter took a Spanish... uh, course in high school and I'll go up to her, I'll say, hey, how do you say such and such in Spanish? And I I don't think she learned anything. (laughs) She doesn't really help me out. But anyway, Merry Christmas and many blessings from sunny Puerto Rico with much love and appreciation, Marcos R. Well, thank you, Marcos, very, very much for writing in. I do appreciate ya. Appreciate ya. Ya. Appreciate ya, Marcos. Anyway, Julie writes in and she says, Hello, John. I grew up in New York and two years ago came to Florida to get away from the winter. My sobriety date is February 24th of 1987. I just finished going through the big book awakening with the San Diego group. Yes, uh, we had Billy Kay on. I don't know if you know her or not, Julie, but she's from that group and uh, or from that 
mm, uh, style of doing the big book and she's out in San Diego. But nonetheless, I know exactly what you're talking about. She says, the one positive thing that has come out of COVID is that I was able to really look at myself and work on myself and big book awakening changed my life. Oh, wow. I found sober speak by saying, Alexa, please find AA speakers. I couldn't sleep and needed to get out of myself. So every night I've been working through all your podcasts. I'm very involved in AA in Cape Coral, Florida. Well, if you are listening to this and you're out in Cape Coral, Florida, and you know Julie, will you please give her a big hello from me? And I I think this email is amazing on a couple different levels. Number one, I don't know if you noticed, but Julie says she's been sober since February 24th of 1987. And uh, first of all, congratulations, Julie. That That is, that is uh, by God's grace, I know, uh, just a great accomplishment. And the other thing that, that kind of caught my attention is that, number one, she's using Alexa to find my... Uh, uh, episodes here. So she said, Alexa, find AA speakers. By the way, Julie, just so you know, you can actually say, uh, Alexa, play Sober Speak podcast, and that'll get you going as well. And it'll play it. But nonetheless, and then the other thing I thought is that she's been sober a long time. And I know what that Big Book Awakenings is about. It's a very deep dive into the steps. And the fact that she's doing that and continuing to grow and continuing to uh, peel the onions off the, excuse me, peel the layers off the onion, I think is absolutely fantastic. And Julie, you are, uh, you're a hero to me. I think that's absolutely fantastic. Ashley DM'd me on the Instagram. Is that how you say it? DM'd. So I know you can send a DM, a direct message, but is DM'd a uh, a verb? I guess, I guess that's just a question that I'll have to ponder for the next week. Anyway, Ashley DMs on the Instagram. She says, thank you, John. I've been sober a little over four weeks now. That's great, Ashley. That's great. I've truly enjoyed listening to the podcast. I've never been to an AA meeting, but I'm currently in therapy for my alcoholism. I relate to each and every speaker so far in some form or fashion, and it makes the monster of alcoholism not seem so big and scary, but rather a nagging, pestilential entity in my life that I have to keep in check. I truly appreciate you and the guest speakers for their honesty and transparency. It encourages me to be honest about my journey with alcoholism. Thank you, Ashley. Well, Ashley, (laughs) the thing that really stands out, (laughs) number one, I I, I love that that you are doing the work necessary. and But I love that word, pestilential. I mean, my goodness, 
That is right up there with, what was the other word I used to use? Aperture, I think, something like that. Nonetheless, uh, that is uh, an incredible word. But mainly, Ashley, I'm glad that you wrote, wrote in. I'm glad you're being vulnerable. I'm glad you're working through it. I know you say you've never been to an AA meeting, and I don't speak for Alcoholics Anonymous as a whole, but I think I can say whenever you're ready, we got a seat for you. We would absolutely love to see you. God bless you, Ashley. Uh, Keep up the good fight. Rachel DMs on the Instagram as well. She says, hi, John, I found your podcast on Stitcher and I absolutely love it. I love listening while I'm making dinner or driving or walking or doing chores. Your guests say so many things that hit my heart. I'm nine and a half months sober and their words and your words are improved. Wait a second. Did I do this one already? I did this already. Hey, Rachel, you get two, two, two times are improving the quality of my sobriety daily. Thank you for what you do. <laughs> Thank you so much uh, for double dipping accidentally, Rachel, but I appreciate you writing in. Okay, Priscilla writes in. We got three more here, folks. You guys are over the top this week, and I mean that in a very good way. You are uh, just a lot of feedback, and you know we we all get to do this together. Priscilla says, "Hello, John. Big smiley face. I live in Georgia." With my husband of seven years and our two kiddos, both kids are young, six and three. I'm finding the time to write you on this Sunday evening, although I've been thinking about my response for several days. As I write this, I am on day 35. I found the podcast a few weeks ago trying to keep myself busy on a weekend afternoon while doing my son's laundry, which I would normally pour myself a glass of wine, but instead I drank hot tea. I usually listen to an audiobook or watch something on Netflix while I'm doing house chores, but I've been bored with both lately and decided to dust off the old Stitcher account and search for a new podcast. I searched for the topic of sobriety. The first one I found triggered me, so I searched again. Oh, I guess trigger, I guess not in a good way is what I'm assuming. I recognize the triangle of on the, on the Silverspeak logo as it matched up with the Al-Anon app I had downloaded on my phone. I have only listened to a handful of episodes, but so far instantly and instantly I love the format of you and you were so welcoming and called, called your wife, your bride, which I think is so sweet. I could tell you were smiling on the other end of the mic. I listened to Mimi F's episode over the course of a couple of days. It took me some time. It took me some time because I really wanted to listen to her, her words. I chose her episode because I wanted to hear stories from other women. My thoughts, there have been other women who seem to quote, have it together, but are strong struggling with alcoholism. Her story was so encouraging. We both have daughters and it was like at times she was speaking directly to me. That's why I do these things. I really appreciate you saying that. Anyway, she says, I have yet to go back to an in-person meeting. I started back with my therapist via Zoom at about 10 days sober. I have been talking with my husband and getting back into therapy for a few months. My my counselor is a licensed social worker. She doesn't specialize in chemical dependency, but has years of experience in Al-Anon and just years of experience in general. I called my therapist the Monday after a two-day, quote, mom's weekend. 
unquote, celebrating a friend's birthday. It ended horribly due to my actions while drunk. Heck, we were all drunk, but I was the one that ruined it and made an ass of myself. With that feeling of utter regret, shame, and terribly hungover, I decided I would not drink for at least 21 days, I thought. I thought that will get me through Thanksgiving and I can get my head on right and get my stuff together and get ready for the holidays. I need to take a break. I have not been sober for this long since I was pregnant with my son in 2017. I started drinking again within a few months after he was born. I have a history with my therapist from 2015 to 2017. I started going shortly after my daughter was born in 2014 to help deal with lots of family history, mainly the death of my mom in 2005. I shared with her about my recent weekends of binge drinking to a blackout. Although most weekends I would not binge drink, not always blackout, but heavily or pretty close to on top of that drinking nearly a bottle of wine nightly. She recommended a 12-step program. I have joined a couple of Zoom AA calls. I found one that runs a marathon meeting from 7 p.m. Pacific to 2 a.m. so I can join once the kids are asleep, but I know ultimately I need to work the program, get to a meeting in person, and get a sponsor. There is a women's group not far from me, about 20 minutes. In my own head, for many, many years, I have asked myself, do I have a problem? Or I have told myself, I have a problem. My husband, my husband hasn't directly come out and said, you have a problem. But I think that is just after all these years, it's become our normal. I would drink to excess and he would take care of me. I drag myself up the next day to work or to, to take care of the kids or take care of the kids and hide my hangover. He is a quote normal drinker. He knows when to quit and doesn't have to drink at all. He is the designated driver. He could care less if he had another drink. When we first met in our mid-20s, our relationship, especially in the beginning, was us and our friends drinking heavily with no kids, pets, plants, or to take care of. I continued to drink heavily, although he slowly phased out of a desire to party like that, but I stayed the course. I told him I'm going to get into a group. He is supportive. It is an odd feeling for both of us. The pandemic made it worse. I would stock up on wine just like stocking up on groceries or toilet paper, right? Anyway, he says, uh, that was me who threw in that part. He says, I have no alcohol in the house. I've been keeping busy all night at night with the kids and doing yoga daily. I keep looking at the schedule of the women's group saying that I'll make it there this week. I'm having cravings for wine, but know that one glass of wine is going to put me back a square one. And honestly, I know it wouldn't be just one glass. It never is just one glass. I'm hearing about the quote pink cloud and maybe I'm in it. I'm feeling more clarity, although I'm definitely more anxious at times, but I'm calmer with the kids. I am resting better. I look at my beautiful children each day and I'm seeing them through different eyes. I think they've noticed a difference too. 
Thanks for listening, and I appreciate any guidance you have to offer. For now, I'll keep listening. Warmest regards, Priscilla. Well, uh, Priscilla, first of all, thank you for writing all that in. I appreciate it. Um, I know that that takes a lot of time, and, uh, I, I, you know, it's just I'm very appreciative. As you know, I offered to get you in touch with somebody that is in the program, but you said I think you're going to get to a meeting here pretty soon and all that kind of good stuff. But um, I would highly suggest if I had a suggestion to get to a meeting as soon as you can. God bless you, Priscilla, uh, in your journey and uh, keep me posted. Ashley DMs on. Oh, I already did that one. I, you know, I'm, I'm getting a, a senile here. And then finally, the last one. Allison writes in and she says, John, I live in Jamestown, Ohio. My sober date is 8-22-2020. I had an inter- intervention and went back to de- detox and rehab in Baltimore, Maryland. I had been drinking for approximately 25 years with one year sober, no AA, no nothing. Obviously, it didn't work. I found sober speak from my home group, uh, my home Zoom group in uh, AA Dallas. I just love John and Julie. Oh yeah. They have both been on the podcast before. And she says they have wonderful stories and run a great meeting. I look forward to listening to you, Allison S. All right, everybody. Thank you, Allison, by the way. Appreciate you writing in. That concludes another week of Sober Speak. <laughs> That was a long listener feedback. You guys are great. Uh, if you're still listening to this, and I hope you are, I'm about to play Auld Lang Syne from Wendy Child. You enjoy this. God bless you. Keep coming back. It works if you work it. And uh, once again, I take this a week at a time, but I'll probably be back next week. Bye-bye, y'all.
God 